From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. When a couple is not having success conceiving, both men and women can seek medical evaluation for help understanding why. Dr. J.C. Trussell is a urologist at Upstate who cares for quite a few men who are struggling with infertility, and he's with me in the HealthLink on Air studio today to talk about evaluation and treatment of male infertility. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. And when you're seeing a man for the first time, how does that visit typically go? What, what's involved in the first visit? They either come in uh, directly uh, because they've been having trouble having a baby with their partner, uh, but probably 80% of the time they'll be referred to me from their partner's OBGYN doctor or reproductive specialist. And so is there already a suspicion that it's a male issue versus a female or...? That is about 50-50. So half the time they'll come in with a semen analysis, which is the cornerstone of, of a male evaluation. And that semen analysis is, has some abnormal features to it. Uh, other times it's them arriving with no uh, workup at all. And then I would perform a semen analysis, a physical examination, uh, review their history to make sure there's no exposures uh, to things like heat, radiation, pesticides, uh, that could cause a, a problem and sometimes draw some blood work. But the key is the semen analysis as, as the cornerstone or the first step for determining a guy's fertility. So if they haven't had that done, that's probably one of the first things that's going to need to be done. That's correct. Okay. Now, does, um, does the partner need to be present at the appointment? The partner does not need to be present. Um, I do ask that the partner gets their own evaluation because uh, half of the time, when an infertile couple presents for evaluation, there's a female alone issue. Half the time there's a male issue. However, 20% of the time of that male, there's a combination of a male and a female. So 30% of the time there's only a male issue, 20% of the time there's a male and a female issue, and 50% of the time a female only issue. Okay. Now there's a definition for infertility too, right? That's correct. It's a, a couple trying unsuccessfully to conceive for one year. However, that definition doesn't hold if you think or the couple thinks that there's an infertility issue with either the male or the female. They can come in and be evaluated right away. Kind of get started sooner. Okay. Now for semen analysis, what what is being looked for? What are you analyzing it for? There's four main categories that we look at within the semen analysis. One is the volume of the fluid. The second is the number of sperm per droplet called the sperm concentration. For the sperm to make it up the uterus and out the fallopian tube to get to the egg, it needs to be motile and needs to have a normal shape. I use shape as uh, like a car going from point A to point B. It needs to have four wheels. And if the shape is abnormal, like three wheels or two wheels, a couple wheels missing, it's not going to make it that long distance to the egg. So we look at the volume, the sperm concentration, the motility, the fact that it moves, and the fact that it has a normal shape like a car with four wheels. So any of those things could go wrong or or more than one of those things could be wrong. Often it's more than one thing uh, being abnormal. Well, I want to talk about what you do when you do find something wrong, but um, is there any way for a man to predict ahead of time that he would have infertility issues before trying to conceive? Occasionally, if uh, there was trauma, radiation exposure, uh, but most of the time, 70% of the time, uh, the men come in and, and a big medical term is idiopathic infertility, which simply means we have no idea why they're infertile. 
but there will be abnormalities on the semen analysis nonetheless. Okay. Well, what do you do when you get that analysis back? I review it with the uh, patient, and if there's abnormalities on the semen analysis, we'll often do uh, blood work. A common problem for an infertile man is to have some dilated veins, like varicose veins on, on your leg. These dilated veins can be in your scrotum, which heats up the testes too much and makes them not work very well. We also check blood work, uh, particularly looking at testosterone levels and also looking at uh, some genetic tests if the sperm count is, is less than a critical level. Okay. Um, so are you able, you mentioned dilated veins. Do you, do you, is there a way to repair those or? Yes, that is one of the most common, uh, diagnoses for men, men's inability to have a, a baby. Um, if they're, if they've never had a baby, the chance of these dilated veins are 30%. If they've had a child and are diffi having difficulty with a second or third child, the chance of having these dilated veins are 70%. And, uh, tying them off microscopically is, is a good option and improves the sperm count in 70% of these men. Okay. And then you mentioned testosterone levels, so they may be too low or too high? Yes, the uh, testosterone level uh, is often too low uh, in these patients. We don't know exactly why that happens, uh, but replacing testosterone uh, is not a good idea as testosterone patches or gels or injections will most often turn that guy's sperm count very close to zero. Uh, what we do in a guy with low testosterone is trick the brain into screaming at the testicles using a pill, a medication, that, that will send down more signal to the testes to get in, to work harder and give off more natural testosterone and to give off more sperm cells. Interesting. I bet people would think, though, that, the like you were saying, the, the um, is it a gel? Uh, these over-the-counter sort, sorts of remedies are actually going to backfire. They do backfire. Huh. And uh, it's not uncommon for guys to come and see me on testosterone with another provider hoping that it will improve their fertility, when in reality it, it makes it worse. Wow. Um, at what point do you recommend genetic testing, or do you ever? Yes, definitely. So a normal sperm count would be a, a sperm concentration greater than 15 million sperm per cc per, per unit. We recommend genetic testing when that sperm count is less than 5 million sperm per unit per cc. Okay. And then genetic con testing can show you whether this is something that's been passed on from his family or... There are three things that we look for. Yes, one can be passed on from your father, and that is some Y chromosome microdeletion, which is um, uh, the Y chromosome makes a man a male. The woman has two X's. So on that Y chromosome, there's uh, three areas that could be missing. And if it's missing, it often causes very low to no sperm. The second is cystic fibrosis. That is a, uh, a genetic condition that uh, can be recessive where you don't even know you have it. And one side effect of cystic fibrosis is to have scarring of your vas tubes, which is similar to having a vasectomy where the tube is actually blocked. That person has normal testes, has normal sperm production, but is blocked by the scarring of the vas tube. And the third it is some genetic issues like Klinefelter's or Kalman syndrome that, uh, the patient can can live with. They look normal. They they live a normal length of time, but their sperm production is is declined. 
Okay. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Dr. J.C. Trussell. He's an associate professor of urology at Upstate who specializes in male infertility. So let's talk about the causes of male infertility. I know you test for exposures and things, but are exposures to chemicals a cause of infertility? That's a, they're a rare cause, but uh, are noted on our history. Uh, common exposures would be radiation, pesticides, uh, chemotherapy. If somebody has had a, a cancer treatment and they've been exposed to chemo, some chemo agents uh, significantly de- cause a reduction in sperm production. Others don't cause uh, a, a big deal. Uh, we also look at heat exposures like saunas and hot tubs that can significantly drop the sperm count. Um, smoking uh, can drop the sperm count, although alcohol uh, usually has to be excessive to be a problem. What about marijuana use? Marijuana use historically has has been a, a no-no. It was part of my training to ask guys about marijuana, and historically it's dropped uh, the sperm count. However, some more recent research, um, especially one just this last year in 2018, they did a paper survey of United States couples attempting to conceive, and they demonstrated that there was no association between those who never smoked marijuana and those who had uh infrequent use of marijuana, specifically looking at the time till conception, meaning the time that the couple said, hey, let's have a baby, and the time that they uh, were pregnant. Huh, interesting. So those are some things that maybe can contribute to infertility. Are there some things that men can do to increase their chances or boost their fertility? Is there some magic food to eat or pill to take? Sure, yeah, there's, there's no magic uh, food to eat, uh, avoiding heat, avoiding hot tubs, saunas, that helps a lot. There's antioxidant tablets, which are over-the-counter tablets like a vitamin C, selenium, that you can take to improve the DNA quality of the sperm. These antioxidants, over-the-counter supplements, do not improve sperm numbers or motility or shape, but can improve the DNA. And if the DNA is better, there's a smaller chance, a lesser chance for a miscarriage. Um, as mentioned before, we could check uh, blood tests for testosterone, and sometimes we can uh, use a, a pill called clomiphene citrate to improve sperm counts in that regard. Interesting. Uh, does male infertility increase a man's chances for testicular or high-grade prostate cancer? Is this a signal that you may have some other... There is no direct signal to okay. uh, prostate cancer or other uh, cancers. Although, having said that, if a guy comes in and he's had a normal sperm count and it's suddenly dropped and there's no other changes, we have to very carefully do a testicular exam because that person may have developed testicular cancer and uh, that would need to be treated. And that's important because before treatment with, with surgery or with chemotherapy, we would want to uh, recommend that that patient undergo uh, sperm cryopreservation to preserve sperm because chemo in that regard would often drop their sperm count close to zero. Okay. Is it a biomarker for other medical issues, Um, cardiovascular, metabolic, autoimmune diseases, if a man is struggling with fertility? Only indirectly. So there are some early literature that demonstrates these dilated veins I talked about earlier, these varicose veins in the scrotum. Those men may have a decline in their sperm, in their testosterone level. 
So having fixed those veins surgically for fertility, when we go back and look at the testosterone levels, they tend to bump up about 100 to 150 points. So a normal testosterone is 300 to 1,000, and so they may go from 250 to 350 or even 400. That's not evaluated prospectively, meaning we intend to improve their testosterone by tying these veins off, but it is something to keep in the back of our mind. How often are you uh, successful in helping a man be able to conceive? We're pretty successful um, in improving sperm counts. Um, In terms of that translating into a pregnancy, it's harder to tell in part because these clients, uh, when they have a baby, they sometimes let me know. A lot of times I, I just lose them to follow up where they start raising their family. Moreover, the female part is more involved and requires a reproductive endocrinologist. And uh, as I'm improving the sperm, the man then goes with his improved sperm parameters to the reproductive doctor, to the female side, and I can lose touch with them as they pursue their treatment on the uh, female portion called the reproductive endocrinology Like you said, uh, a number of the cases have factors for male and female that have to be corrected. That's correct, yeah. And if I can't get the sperm count up high enough over that 15 million threshold, I then strongly recommend that the partner, the female, goes to a reproductive endocrinologist to pursue other options besides natural conception, and that would include intrauterine insemination, which is like a turkey-based or insertion of sperm into the uterus, And the second one is ICSI or in vitro fertilization where the eggs are removed from the female and one sperm from the male's ejaculate goes into each egg to make a baby. So lots more options out there today. Well, thank you so much. Uh, My guest has been Associate Professor of Urology, Dr. J.C. Trussell. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.